Hi, my name is Pastor Emmanuel Sekuma. Welcome to Church of Living Water Podcast. I know this message is going to be a blessing to you, but do me a favor. Please share so others can be blessed as well. God bless you. I'm just going to continue where I left off last week. I was dealing with the subject, and I trust God that he's going to bless you this morning. And the title of the message was, who remembers? <laughs> it is what? Just a bend, not an end. And I said I was going to continue today. It is just a bend, not an end. And I was telling you about a story of my sunglasses where basically I stepped on the sunglasses and they, it, to me it was beyond repair. And until I took it to an optometrist who was able to look at the sunglasses and whispered that this is not an end, it's just a bend. And she was able to fix the sunglasses for me. And I am just was trying to encourage you that that is how God is. It doesn't matter what event in our lives, since he created us, he knows us, and he's able to fix any situation that is bent. And in life, we all go through bends, you know, and most of the time when we go through these bends, we call it an end. And bend could be sickness, bend could be divorce, bend could be so many things. And when you're on the straight path and the bend happens, sometimes we call it an end. And I was telling you about, you know, those people that just they do, if you look at the povo stick, and you can see the povo stick when it's, a, it's, it's straight at first, but it goes to a bend. But you know what? They hold on to it knowing that this is not an end. The very bend is going to help me to be able to lift as high as I can. And no matter what happens, God is able to use it for his own purpose. So this morning I'm dealing with another subset of the same theme. It is not an end. It's just a bend. So come with me to John 8. John 8, 1 to 15. John 8, 1 to 15. John 8, 1 to 15. But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. At dawn, he appeared again in the temple course where all the people gathered around him. And he sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman I want you to take note of that. They brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. Now, in the law of Moses, in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such woman. Now, what do you say? In the law, Moses commanded us to stone such woman. Now, what do you say? They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down. But Jesus bent down. And he started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, he stooped down and he rode on the ground. At this, those who heard began to go away at one at a time, the older ones first, until only Jesus was left with the woman still standing there. I want you to take note that until Jesus 
was left with the woman still standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one con condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now and live your life of sin. Go now and live your life of sin. Saints, I am just want you to take note of something about Jesus. Jesus, wherever he finds himself, wherever he goes, whatever he says, he doesn't do anything by coincidence. Everything is strategic. Everything is very purposeful. And everything is for a kingdom-mindedness. Anything that Jesus does, I want you to take note, is for a purpose. The Bible says, Jesus, as he does, he goes into the temple courts. People have gathered around him. He sat down and he began to teach the people. The Bible said the teachers of the law, the Pharisees, they brought in a woman. And the Bible says she was caught in an act of adultery. And they came to Jesus and they said to Jesus, Jesus, we want to ask you a question. This woman here is caught in an adultery. Now, the law of Moses says that such a person, such woman, should be stoned. In other words, we must put an end to a woman who is caught in a situation like this. The situation that we are dealing with Jesus is an end situation. <laughs> the Bible says they were using this to trap Jesus. But the biggest mistake they made was when they used the word now. <laughs> Jesus, Moses, commanded us to put an end to a woman who's caught in adultery. But now, what do you have to say? You don't want to say that in front of Jesus now. <laughs> you want to know now? Now there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. You want, to, you want me to tell you now? Now I was lost, now I'm found. I was blind, I can see. I was dead, I'm alive. You want to talk about now? Now, behold, I am doing something new. You'd want to talk about now. Anybody for now, those who are in Christ Jesus, the old is gone and the new has come. You want to talk about now? Now there is hope. And they said, Jesus, what do you have to say now? Immediately, Jesus, in his herd, knew where they were going. And he burned over and he burned down. And Jesus said nothing. But I want you to take note of something that action speaks louder than words. And Jesus was trying to paint a picture to them. You have come to tell me, according to the law of Moses, this woman is meant to put to an end. But I'm going to give you a picture. And I trust that you'll be able to tell the message from this picture. And the picture is this. I am now going to burn over and I'm going to just burn down. And what do you see? We see a Jesus who's bent over. We see a Jesus who's bent down. 
What is he trying to say? The law of Moses says this is unearned. But according to the word of God, this is just a bend. What the woman has done to you is an end. But if you look at my posture here, if you look at our burn down, ladies and gentlemen, what you call an end, it is just a bend. The sin is not an end. Sin is just a bend. So the Bible says, he started to write on the ground with his finger. And I was wondering why would Jesus do that? And the Bible says, the, uh, the enemy, he's the accuser of the brethren. And we are living in a world today, so many people feel so condemned. They feel so condemned. They feel dirty. They feel they are not worthy because of their sins. And Jesus said, you came to me with an accusing finger that, hey, Jesus, this woman has been caught in adultery. But I'm going to show you another finger. And the finger is a finger of grace. It's a finger of hope. It's a finger of embracing. It's a finger of forgiveness. If you want to show a finger of accusation, then I'm going to show you a finger of justification. If you want to show a finger of disgrace, you're putting this woman in front of everybody. Hey, I came to give you a finger of grace. And he began to use the finger. Instead of pointing at fingers at this woman, began to write down. There are so many school of thought as to what Jesus was writing down. But I believe Jesus was writing and whatever the people saw, they could see that them themselves were not righteous. And Jesus said, see, you are accusing this woman by you. You are this, you are that, you are this. And as they looked on the ground, saints, they realized that they were not any better. That they needed Jesus as this woman needed Jesus. They needed the grace of God just as the woman needed grace of God. They needed the message of God as the woman needed the message of God. And Jesus, the Bible said they kept questioning, said nothing. And all of a sudden, Jesus straightened up. And the Bible said when he straightened up, he said to them, let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw the stone at her. And again, he stooped down and he kept writing. The Bible said all of them with their stones, all of them, with, with the accusations, they, begin, they began to leave one by one. Because they realized Jesus was trying to tell them, ladies and gentlemen, this is not an end situation. It is a burn. And as you guys look on the ground, you will see each one of you has a situation that you are dealing with a burn. Your life is full of burns. And this woman has been caught. Maybe you have not been caught. That is why you want to stone her. Maybe you are doing exactly what the woman is doing. Just that the only difference between you and the woman is that she has been caught, but you have not been caught. And Bible said Jesus looked at the woman and asked a question as they all left. Woman, where are they? Who are they? The accusers pointing fingers, condemning her. Where are they? And they have left. Why did they leave? 
Because they realized that they needed the message of God. They also needed the grace of God. They realized that, hey, this woman might have been caught in adultery, but someone also has been caught in stealing. Somebody's been caught in lying. Every single one of them had a situation that only Jesus can deal with it. And they all left. And Jesus straightened up. And Jesus straightened up. And Jesus straightened up. Saints, I came to tell somebody, we have a message. We are dealing with the world today that so many people feel so condemned. The world today that we got drunk, we got fornicated, we got so many things happening in the world. And they don't want to come to church because they think they are so condemned. Ladies and gentlemen, it's up to us. And Jesus wants to use us to go there so we can go down with them, so we can burn down with them. We can go to their level and straighten them up. We can go to the fornicator and say, hey, it is not an end. Uh, I'm going to lift you up. We can go to the drunkard and burn down, go to their level at that drunkenness and say, hey, this is not an end. Drunkenness is not an end. It's just a burn. I'm going to lift you up. I've been sent with the gospel of grace to straighten up. I've been sent with the gospel of mercy to straighten you up. I've been sent with the gospel of hope to straighten you up. I've been sent with the gospel of mercies to straighten you up. And the Bible said, Jesus straightened up. And Jesus saying, woman, that is what I do. That's my business. I'm in the business of burning now to show the world that sin is not an end. I came all the way and I left my kingdom. I came all the way down so that I can draw men to my father. I came all the way down to share my blood. I came all the way down to be crucified. I know how it is to be condemned. I know how it is to feel rejected. I know how it is, woman. But I came to tell you, I came not to condemn you, but to encourage you, to lift you. That is why I am not letting you down the way you are. They have put you down. They have trampled on you. They have spat on you. They have rejected on you. And all they did was left you down. But with me, when I go down with you, I'm not going to let you down. And the Bible says, Jesus lifted up and asked her, woman, where are they? Have they not condemned you? No, sir. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. She said, go now. And live your life full of sin. Saints, this is the message I came to encourage you with. We got these people like this woman every day. We meet them. And ladies and gentlemen, they feel so condemned. They feel so rejected at the workplace and so forth. I came to tell you. Jesus is relying on us to go to them and say, woman, where are your accusers? Woman, where are those pointing fingers at you? Your life is full of purpose. Jesus came to die for you. He shed his blood for you. You don't need to go ahead and con be condemned. I came to encourage you. There is a way. There is a Jesus. He's the way, the truth, and the lie. And there is nothing they cannot do. There is no sin that is going beyond him. The blood of Jesus has covered it all. Calvary has covered it all. Since we got good news for the, for the community. We got good news for people to tell them, hey, do not, you don't need to die because of your situation. Luke 19.10. Luke 19.10. Luke 19.10 says, watch the mission of Jesus. 
For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. For the Son of Man came. Why did he come? He came to seek and to save the lost. He came to what? To what? The Son, he came to seek and to save the lost. He came to search for such woman. And the Bible says, Jesus said, woman, I have not condemned you, but I have extended grace to you. I have extended mercy to you. I have forgiven you your sins. Now you can go and live a life free of sin. And that is why I came to seek and to save that which was lost. First Peter 1 Peter 1.3. First Peter 1.3. It's not an end. Sin is not an end. It's just a bend. First Peter 1.3 says, Praise be to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus. In his mercy, he has given us, watch this, a new birth into a living hope. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, through Jesus, we have a living hope. A woman who has been caught in an adultery doesn't have a living hope. She feels condemned. She feels rejected. And they, they, they're telling her, this is just meant to be your end. But Jesus says, now I came to give a living hope. Woman, go and live your life free of sin. This is the hope we have in Jesus. This is the living hope. Go and live a life full of hope. Romans 3.23 says, Romans 3.23. I believe this is one of the things Jesus was writing there. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth as a what? Propitation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance God has passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. He must be just and the justifier. Nobody had the right to condemn this woman. Nobody had the right to reject her. But Jesus said, I am the just and the justifier. And the Bible says she was able to forgive this poor woman. What do you have to say, Jesus? The woman has been caught in adultery. Now, this is what I want to show you something. What the law says, what does Jesus say? What does the doctor say? What does Jesus say? The Bible said, they said, Jesus, what do you have to say? We say condemnation. Jesus says justification. We say death. Jesus says life. We say disgrace. Jesus says grace. We say dirty, this woman is dirty. Jesus says mercy. We say, hey, here is an accusing finger. We, uh, I say this is a rescuing finger. We say charge her. Jesus says discharge her. We say an end. Jesus says a bend. What do you have to say, Jesus. What the law says, what Moses says, is not an end. What the doctor says, is not an end. Doctor says, what does Jesus have to say? Doctor says, this is an end. Jesus said, no, there is healing. The banker said, no, there is nothing that I can do about it. Jesus said, there is a way. The counselor says, the marriage is going on the rock, it's going to collapse. Then Jesus said, no, I'm about to do something new with this whole situation. 
The Bible said Jesus looked at this woman and brought her closer. But what I want to leave with you this morning is this. When they all left, she was alone with Jesus. And what Jesus is saying, listen, when it comes to sin, it's between you and I. It's got nothing to do with them. Come to me. Because this is none of their business. If you sin, you sin against God. And it's between me and you. And sometimes Jesus wants you to be alone with him. Jesus wants you to be alone with him. When every time you feel rejected, you feel ostracized, you feel any time condemned, it's a moment that you are alone with Jesus. Say, Jesus, I know I missed it. Jesus, I know I am not righteous. Jesus, I know I am not perfect. But here I am alone with you. What do you have to say? And Jesus says, it is well with you. It is well with you. It is well. I have bought you with my precious blood. And I came to save you. And I came to cleanse you. And I came not to condemn you, but to justify you as if you have not sinned. Now you can go and live your life free of sin. And Jesus liberated a woman who was caught in an adultery. But I thank God that when the enemy brings us accusation that we are caught in any situation, grace catches us as well. The woman was caught in an adultery, but in Jesus, she was caught by grace. She was caught by condemnation, but in Jesus, she was caught by justification. She was caught by disgrace, but she was caught by grace. That is Jesus for you. I don't know where the enemy is telling you, you've been caught. But this morning, Jesus is here. He wants to spend time with you alone. And he came to whisper to you, no sin, no sin, no sin is beyond the blood of Jesus. It doesn't matter what you have done in the past. Don't condemn yourself. Don't let nobody condemn you. Because as far as sin is concerned, it is between you and Jesus. And Jesus is saying, yes, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But sin is not an end. It is a bend. And no matter how deep the sin is, I am able to straighten it up. It doesn't matter the condition that you are dealing with. I am able to straighten it up. And that is what I came to tell you. Maybe you feel condemned by something. There are so many people, they can't let go of their past. They feel so condemned. They say, Pastor, you have no idea what I've been through. You have no idea what I've done in my past. You have no idea the things that I've been up to. Yes, I may not have an idea. But all I came to tell you is that Jesus says that doesn't mean that is an end. It is a bend. And with the blood of Jesus, he's been able to straighten things up. With the grace of God, he's able to straighten things up. Can we stand up for a minute and lift up your hands right now? I just came to just encourage you right now because I feel that there's so many people who are feeling so condemned. Condemned by their past sin. The enemy is accusing you. He keeps bothering you, telling you, listen, you can never be forgiven for this. Yes, you may be in church. But I'm telling you that so many people feel so condemned by their past. But Jesus says, sin is not an end. It is just a bend. Lift up your hands right now.
and talk to God and say, Lord Jesus, right now, I bring myself before you. Talk to him and say, this is what I'm dealing with. But it's not an end. If there is any sin in your life, there's something you know it's not straight. Jesus can straighten that situation up. The grace of God can. The blood of Jesus can. And that is the good news we have. That no situation is an end. No sin is an end. The enemy cannot accuse you and condemn you. For Jesus died for you. He shed the blood of Jesus for you. Go ahead and talk to him and say, Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me, cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I yield myself to you. Like this woman, I've been caught in this situation. But here I am with you. And what do you have to say? You say, hey, my grace is sufficient for you. You have been forgiven. You've been cleansed. And this morning, you are going to live here, going to live your life free of sin in Jesus' name. Talk to him right now. Say, Jesus, I come to you. Talk to him right now. Talk to him right now. So today is a morning of reflection. It is not an end. Tell the drunkard it's not an end. Fornication, yes, it has happened. It has not an end. Abortion is not an end. Lady stealing is not an end. But with Jesus, there is a new beginning, a new beginning, a new beginning, a new beginning in your life. With Jesus, a new beginning. It doesn't matter the person. He said to the woman, where are they? They've gone. Now, just me and you. What does that mean? When it comes to sin, it's just me and you. Let them stay out of it. And I'm going to just deal with the situation. Because any one of them who was a pointing finger at you, I'll tell you what, right there on the ground, they could see exactly where they fell short. For all have fallen short of the glory of God. It is only my grace that is sufficient for all. It's my prayer that this morning you're going to go ahead and know we need Jesus. We are living in today's world that so many people feel so self-righteousness, condemning people left, right, and center. And Jesus will bend down and look at you and say, listen, <laughs> you are not any better. You need my grace. You need me, my grace. You can only pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for sinners. Pray for unbelievers. It's not our situation to condemn nobody. It's not our situation to point, point fingers at them, ladies and gentlemen. If you lift up your finger, it must be a finger of grace. It must be a finger of love. It must be a finger that will draw them to you so that they open the door for the gospel message. When you condemn them, they move away. When you condemn them, yes, I know I'm a drunkard. What else do you have to say? Is that all you have to say? Don't tell me what I do. I know that already. I know I'm a fornicator. Keep telling me that I know. So what else do you have to say? Don't you have anything else to say? I know you are a thief. Yes, I know myself. Why are you telling me something new? Tell me something new. And what I want to hear is that what can the thief do? The thief can experience the grace of God. What can the fornicator do? Can experience the grace of God. What can that stealer do? Yes, it is not an end. That is what they want to hear. Oh, you go down with them. If you look around the corner there, there is a pub right there. 
People are getting drunk of their hands. By the time you talk to them why, you can sum it all up, I can tell you. And this is what they'll say. I feel like this is an end. The situation that I'm dealing with, I think that's what it is. But we have a message for them. Hey. It's not an end. It is the then. It's just the then. What do you mean by that? Jesus can straighten that up. He can take that alcohol out of your hands. Fill you with another spirit. And that spirit is not a spirit of Volker. It's not a spirit of, I mean, Johnny Walker, but it's the spirit of the Holy Ghost. Are you sure about that? Yes, I know. How do I know that? How do you know that? They're going to ask you. How do you know that? And you tell them, because I was once like you. And I was burned over. My marriage was burned over. My life was a disaster. Until I was brought to a man. And all of them said, look at him. He's a rapper. Every Friday, he's in King's Cross. With a microphone in his hands. Telling people, put your hands in the air. Wave them like you just don't care. From side to side. That's what I was doing. But then Jesus came down. Stood down with me. And in my, in my darkest moment I was flat down. He whispered and he said, listen. Emmanuel, this is not an end. It's just a bend. For you are going to hold the same microphone. But that microphone is not going to be about put your hands in the air. You're going to tell them about the grace of God. You're going to tell them about the gospel of God. You're going to tell them about the power of God. And here I am today holding the same microphone. Where are my accusers? They are no more. Jesus said, then go and live your life free of sin. And I'll ordain you as a minister of God so that you can go and tell people that sin is not an end. It's just a bend. Hallelujah. 